2: picture for our life individually and what it was to look like. It was designed by God. And we're going to see this morning that God designed our lives and all the, all the pieces of our lives to fit together. To fulfill his, his purpose and plan that he designed for us.
0: Perhaps some of us have come to a point in our lives where we take a step back and look at our life with confusion. Maybe we were on a solid path of stability and growth when all of a sudden it collapsed right before our eyes. This, of course, is one of the most disheartening points to come to in any of our lives. In today's message, Pastor Mark reflects on these types of situations through the lens of the gospel message. As many of us are aware, our existence isn't quite up to par with God's intended order. As Pastor Mark reminds us, the gospel message brings us the hope that all things will be restored. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Psalms, chapter 37, verse 23, for part one of his message entitled, following God step-by-step.
2: Step. Turned in the Bible to Matthew chapter 2. Now I'm going to start this morning with a, a, a funny story. It happens to be a blonde joke. Please don't email me. If I use a bald-headed joke, don't email me. Whatever. A short joke like me, don't email me a blonde called her boyfriend and and said please come over here and help me i've i have a killer jigsaw puzzle and i can't figure out how to get it started well her boyfriend asked what is it supposed to be when it's finished the blonde said well according to the picture on the box it's a tiger well her boyfriend decided to go over and help her with the puzzle she let him in and showed him where she had the puzzle spread all over the table. He went, sat down, and studied the pieces for a little while, different angles. Then he looked at the box, and he turned to her and said, First of all, no matter what we do, we're not going to be able to assemble these pieces into anything resembling a tiger. He then took her hand. And said, second, honey, I just want you to relax. Let's have a nice cup of hot chocolate. And after we're finished, we'll put all these Frosted Flakes back in the box. <laughs> Some of you are just getting it. Just, just wait. It'll come to you. T- Tony the Tiger, that. Frosted- Sometimes our lives look like a spilled box of Frosted Flakes. The pieces of our life are on the table, and we can't make heads or tails of it. We don't have direction. Nothing fits together. This thing that we, this picture that we call life, we look at it and doesn't even resemble it. But I have good news for you. You see, when God created us, he had a picture for our life individually and what it was to look like. It was designed by God. And we're going to see this morning that God designed our lives and all the, all the pieces of our lives to fit together, to fulfill his, his purpose and plan that he designed for us. The Bible tells us in Psalm 37, the whole way this works, it's like this. Psalm 37, 23. The steps of the godly are directed by the Lord. He delights in every detail of their lives. So the steps of the godly, they're directed by God. He makes... Sense of these frosted flakes on the table He brings it together And as he's doing that he delights In that process That means for the Christian We learn that well God is in control of the steps of our lives Including the details Now that isn't bad for me That simply means well Romans 8 says God is for me He's not against me. Jeremiah 29 says that that puzzle, that plan for my life, it's, it's good for me. And Jeremiah 10, 23 says that God knows what that picture is finally going to look like and how it all fits together. He, in fact, he knows more about my future than I know. You see, sometimes when I look at my life on that table, I go, I don't know what it's supposed to look like, man, but, but he knows. Now, that means when when life doesn't seem to match up some, that I just have to trust God because He knows what my life, my purpose, how He's designed me is to be. But here's one of the things that I discover. For many Christians, they know this fact. They know that God's for them, not against Him. His plan's good. He knows their future. But they've lost the zeal and the passion and enthusiasm for life. Maybe you're here this morning. You, you might be even a leader in this church. An elder, a pastor. And you're going to heaven, yes. But you've lost the excitement and the passion and the enthusiasm for life. You know, moving these frosted flakes around, Just you've just lost it. And you used to have a zeal for God's word. And you used to have excitement about getting up every morning and seeing what is God going to do today. But somehow... You're going through the motions of life. And you've lost that energy that makes it go. Just a few months ago, God began to deal with my heart. And uh, I've always had a passion for him. But just in the last 10, 12 weeks, God, as Paul said to Tim, he stirred up the gift in me. And I have more zeal and passion. You see, on Wednesday night, God came to King Hezekiah and he said to King Hezekiah, "Uh, you better make plans for your death because you're going to die. And Hezekiah went to the wall and wept. He didn't want to die. So he prayed to God and God says, well, I'll give you 15 more years. And that's why you need to get the tape and listen. You see, someday God may not come to us, and notify us that we're going to die, but we are. Let's say this morning... I said to you, you have 15 years left. How would you live it? What would your priorities be? Would you be full on for God? Would you put the little stuff of life that drives you crazy out of the way? What if I said you had three months to live? Would that change? You see, life would be different. We'd now realize, three months? Man, i got to do what counts. Well, guys... We don't know how many days we do have. You say, I'm young, I'm a, I'm a student, I'm a teenager, i got my whole life in front of me. Oh, not necessarily. You know, we had four more funerals this week here. Young and old. And so, as we look at this passage this morning, I want to challenge you. Is your zeal and enthusiasm and joy for life gone? It shouldn't be. Let God stir it up in you this morning. Here's the first two things to write. God has specific plans for our everyday lives. God has specific plans for our everyday lives. Now, second, God knows the future, our future. God knows the future, our future. I'm excited to tell you this morning that God knows your future. And he knows mine. And he has a specific plan. It may not be Tony the Tiger. But it's something specific that he wants to do in and through your life for his kingdom. Now we're going to have to say some things together this morning. You're going to say this quite a bit. But here it is. You can write it. First of all, write it down this morning. God can and wants to direct us step by step. God can and wants to direct us step by step. That's his goal. The steps of a, of a godly man are ordered of the Lord. Now, and I want you to say it with me this morning. Let's say it together. Here we go. God I can and wants to direct us step by step. All right. Now, we're going to have to personalize it. Moi, me. Me, God wants to, God can and wants to direct me, step by step, and a little sign language this morning, a little sign language, me, let's practice the me, come on, come on, everybody, everybody, here we go, me, me, so we're going to say it together, here we go, God can and wants to direct me, how, step by step, all right, let's do it again, here we go, you didn't know you are going to learn sign language in church, did you? There we go. God can and wants to direct me step by step. Now, here's the problem. We know, if you're a Christian, that's absolutely true. We know it. Here's the truth we know. Here's how we live. There's this huge gap between knowing it's truth and walking it out. That's the problem in the Christian's life. There isn't anybody that doesn't know that. Jesus said in John 10, I came to give you life and life abundant. I could quote it. I'm quoting the Greek, Hebrew, whatever. Am I enjoying life? Uh, no, but I know I should be. Where's the problem? This is the problem of Christianity. Between the knowing of the truth and the living of the truth. Look at your life this morning. Paul said to Timothy, Timothy, you got a gift. God gave it. You got to stir it up to use it. So let's move beyond the knowing. You're going to have to say this lots of times today. And you're probably going to get sick of it. Praise God. But when you leave, you're going to know it. Now let's put it into action. We begin in Matthew chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who is born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Now when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. Now King Herod was a, a ruler that ruled from 37 to 4 B.C. It's, it's very easy to understand why Herod was greatly disturbed by, the, by this news that there was a birth of the king of the Jews. Herod was not the legitimate heir to the throne. In fact, he wasn't even a full-blooded Jew. And he didn't want any rivals to the throne. In fact, so much so that we know Herod was ruthless and cunning. Frequently, he killed many of his own family if he thought they were going to try to take over the throne. He killed three of his sons and one of his wives. So notice when the news comes to King Herod that there's a king of the Jews born, he's livid, disturbed, and all Jerusalem is disturbed. Now the reason they're disturbed is they kind of know what rampages this man goes on. And yet this King Herod was known as an incredible builder. If you go to Israel today... There's still parts of Israel that are filled with his buildings. He, Masada, if you're familiar with Masada. He built Masada. Of course, the temple he added onto the temple. Now, that's Herod. Great for building, but a menace to people. Now, here comes the news. Notice what happens. Herod hears there's a king of the Jews. So he's going to find out from the religious leaders... What do you know about it? Look at verse 4. Now, when he had called together all the people's chief priests and the teachers of the law, the Pharisees and Sadducees, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. Here was their answer. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet or the Bible has written. So, When he goes to these religious leaders, the Jews, he says, do you know anything about this king of the Jews that's born, this this baby? Do you know anything about it? Well, the religious leader said, well, sure we know about it. 700 years ago, Micah told us in a prophecy that the Messiah was coming. And verse 6 is that, Kind of a rehashing of that verse. Look at it. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the the shepherd of my people, Israel. So Herod goes to the Jews and says, where is he going to be born? Well, where do we turn for information? We turn to the Bible. All they had was the Old Testament. That's where they turned. So if I'm going to... If I'm going to be led by God, if I'm going to know what God says, well, the Bible says in Psalm 119, you'll see the verse, you're familiar with it, that the Bible, your word, the Bible, is a lamp to my feet. And it lights the path. Many of you at home, in your doorways now, you have yard lighting. So when people come at night, they can see the the little path, you know what I mean? Some of you have the electric ones and whatever. Praise God, I got rid of those. I got these new solar ones. You don't do nothing to them but stick them in the ground, let the sun shine. I like it. And, and it just shows you how to walk. Well, this is what God's word is. This is what his word is. If I'm going to follow God step by step, this is, this is my light. This is what shows me what's going to happen. So he goes and he says, where is that? Is there any knowledge of this? And they said, well, sure, it's in the Bible. Now, let me give you some history of what's happening here. Notice that these Jewish rulers, these leaders, they know the exact location. Tell me where Jesus was going to be born. Tell me. You already read it. Where's he going to be born? Bethlehem. All right, Jerusalem, Bethlehem. Bethlehem's five miles from Jerusalem. They know exactly where he's going to be born. He's going to be born in Jerusalem. Now, But they don't do anything with the knowledge. You're going to see in a moment, we're about at least a year, maybe more than a year since Jesus has been born. The religious leaders know about it, but they don't believe it. Here's the key. Bible knowledge without application is useless. Many, many times during the last years that I've been ministering and then way even before that more than 30 some years I'll meet people and I'll say to them and, and they'll engage me in a question about the Bible or something or whatever and I'll say to them, boy, you really know the Bible oh yeah, I know the Bible Front, right? Back where they can quote Bibles and Hebrew and Greek and they know passages When I say, where do you go to church? oh, I don't go to church what do you mean don't go to church? Well, I don't need to go to church well, number one, they don't know the Bible I mean, how stupid so Here's what you discover. Many people have facts. They know it, they know all they know all the truth, but they've never put it into practice. Is that you this morning? Well, I was raised in a Christian school I here, Calvary Catholic school, I'm a through there, and some of you were Catholic catechism, some of you in whatever and all kinds doesn't matter what school. Episcopal school down you you got all the, I went through twelve years of passion. Enough of that stuff. Enough of that stuff? That's that's life. Understand, here we are as religious Jews. We're right here. The greatest thing I've been waiting for, for 2,000 years, is the Messiah. He's born on 192 in US 1. And I've never left the church. I come every week. We do our religious deal. It's called dead religion. No application. Nothing. Nothing how sad you see the tr- listen the truth didn't affect their every day life now contrast we have the magi the wise men thousands of miles away look at the stars they're Gentiles they don't even really know this but they travel thousands of miles to find this Jesus, so they can worship him. What's the difference? Jeremiah tells us what the difference is. You seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You see, if you're here this morning and all all you're seeking is here, you'll never find God. Now, you'll know the truth, but you'll never walk in experience of it. No application in your life. So the second key you want to write this morning is anyone trusting God will find Him. Anyone trusting God will find Him. Look at verse seven. Then Herod, well, he called the magi secretly, and he found out from them the exact time the star had appeared, and he sent them to Bethlehem. Now, just for your, you might want to write it in, in your Bible on the. In the Notes section: Herod is a type of Satan. Satan is a great liar. Notice what we have here. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. To the Magi, go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, come back to me, so that I may too go and worship him. Well, you know enough from the story that that's a full-on lie. Now, after they had heard the king if they heard what Herod said, they went on their way. And the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. This is God's GPS system. Now, the star picked up and moved and directed. And when it got to the location it stopped. This should remind you of something that we've said before in this service. Let's try it again. God can and wants to direct us step by step. Here we go. God can and wants to direct us step by step. Again, you gotta, you got to get in your memory. Come on. You're young enough to memorize this little statement here. God can and wants to direct us step by step. By step. Is that true for the Magi? Well, yes. Star comes, star stops. And they come to this place. Notice where the child was. Look at verse 10. Now, if this was Christmas time, you'd get all of this, but I'll just give you a little this morning. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with great joy when they saw the star. Don't you remember? Don't worry.
1: And
0: when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. In today's edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark reflected on how our current existence isn't as God intended. Drawing from multiple scriptures in the Bible, Pastor Mark illustrated to us how God delights in the process of restoration in each individual. We learned that no matter how messy any of our lives may be, the hope we have in the gospel message is that God restores order from chaos. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Next time on Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will expand upon what it means to live a life of following God step-by-step. In our study, Pastor Mark will teach the importance of seeking guidance as well as heeding God's warnings. What might seem like a good path to us could be the opposite direction of what God intends. Stay tuned for our next message as Pastor Mark gives us the tools we need to follow God step by step. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Ballmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right.
1: in a hurry.